Welcome to episode 22. Today's guest is Jamie Rice. She is a mindset and accredited executive coach, speaker, and podcast host of Winning with Wellness, as well as author. Jenny is also the president of Your Holistic Earth, a global community advocating holistic wellness, connection, and professional collaboration. A mother of two and a professional, Jenny understands firsthand the internal and external struggles unique to motherhood. Jenny is passionate about supporting others in the area of mindset and wellness. When she is not pursuing her professional passions, Jenny can be found spending time in nature, cutting loose, getting grounded, and finding inspiration. Jenny is proud mother of two amazing daughters, and you will often hear her say that they fuel her passion. Thank you for listening, reviewing, and subscribing, and downloading this podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you have a single parent in your life, share this episode with them, and share the message of hope. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. I am your host, Irina Shehovtsov, and I am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future. Single Parent Success Stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible. Hello and welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. Today I have a pleasure of introducing Jenny Rice, who is based, she's one hour away from Vancouver, British Columbia. She is a mindset and accredited executive coach, speaker, and soon-to-be podcast host and author. Jenny is also the president of Your Holistic Earth, a global community advocating holistic wellness, connection, and professional collaboration. A mother of two and a professional, Jenny understands firsthand the internal and external struggles unique to motherhood. Jenny is passionate about supporting others in the area of mindset and wellness. When she is not pursuing her professional passions, Jenny can be found spending time in nature, cutting loose, getting grounded, and finding inspiration. Jenny is the proud mother of two amazing daughters, and you will often hear her say that they fuel her passion. Welcome, Jenny. It's a pleasure to have you. How are you today? I am so great. Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to address, thank you, whoever's listening for being here. It's exciting to have conversations with people you haven't even met yet. So it's amazing. I know we've met, but there's people listening we haven't even met before. So I'm really excited about that. Right, right. Awesome. Awesome. I understand you also grew up in a single parent household. So would you please share your experiences being raised by a single mom? Absolutely. You know, it's one of those stories, I think, that resonates with so many people. You know, you either maybe have grown up in that area, in that lifestyle, or you know somebody that has. And it's a different type of, you know, it's not back in the day where our grandparents, they stayed married no matter what, (laughs) you know. So many of us come from that, uh, that background. And it taught me two different things, which I think was really important. I'm an identical twin as well. So I think that actually changes my story a little bit from others because I I had a partner with me through the whole thing. We're two minutes apart. So, you know, there was some strength in that, that I, 
I can't even put words to. And I think that also made a difference. But one thing I noticed with being daughter of a single mom was realizing the importance of community. And she taught me two really important lessons. And it was interesting because unfortunately she's passed and I don't have the, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to share this with her. So hopefully she's listening. She taught me two really valuable lessons. One was community. The one thing I noticed is she didn't ask for help enough. She didn't connect and reach out because she was strong and independent and was going to do it and make it happen. And what I learned from that is it was a really lonely journey for her. And I think that gift of seeing that struggle in her helped me realize the importance of community and connection. So, you know, yes, there were some negative sides to that, obviously, but just really tapping into that. Having said that, I share part of her strength was she can do, she taught me I can do anything just by her example and her, her resilience and her drive And my, you know, my dad was present in my life. So it wasn't that, you know, I didn't have a male role model, but my mom showed me I didn't need a male in my life to be strong and independent and do the things. So two very powerful lessons that had different results for her, obviously, and uh, something I've held my whole, whole life and uh, tapped into. So yeah. How about you? Where, like, what, what does that resonate with you? <laughs> yes, I, I, hope, I hope. Well, I have not grew up in a single parent household, but I am a single mom, and I have two kids. I have eleven-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son, and I hope that by seeing me, by watching me, that they also get that same trait. I think it's very important that sense of community and ability to ask for help. And in your story, you shared. I have that struggle or not struggle, but I don't ask for help often enough. I think I can do everything myself. And having that, uh, I think, is important lesson to pass on to your kids. My greatest desire for my kids is when I'm gone, that they can sustain themselves, they can take care of themselves, they can be good citizens of society, that I didn't cripple them by being a single mom and they didn't have... That helps them financially, but he's not actively present in their lives so in terms of discipline or you know being there when something happens when somebody is sad or happy it's it's only myself and my mom and <laughs> so I'm you know, hoping to help them instill that that they can do anything they have resilience and, and I it's think all a growing process I think that's what we, you know amen to that like I think as a mom And honestly, as a parent in general, we want that for our children, which is super powerful. And I'm guilty of not learning my mom's lessons well. You know, it took me time to realize that I need to ask for help. And I too, I'm actually, I'm blessed to have found my partner in life. And we've been together for, oh my gosh, we were laughing the other day. I think we've been together 29 years. We're both terrible with that stuff. Oh, well, so you young. My life longer than out of my life. Let's put it this way. But the uniqueness of our story is he's a retired Canadian military veteran. So he was gone overseas a lot. So even though I was still married, I was a single mom, sometimes eight, eight months of the year at a stretch. Wow. And with the fear of him, you know, 
putting his life on the line. He's an explosive expert. So dealing with mind clearing and all that, you know, that's a whole other episode, but, (laughs) but, you know, so I do know that struggle. And I think that's where I really learned the value of community because being in the military and being a military wife, we were moved and pulled away from our families. I know you mentioned you had your mom to, to have, you know, she's supporting you and your, your kids. And we were moved away from all of that be part of the job. It's part of what happens. So I learned through that, that your community, if it doesn't have to be your family, it can be, you can find support. And there are people just like you out there that need that. And they can become your family and they can become who you lean on. And I think that's the most important lesson that I learned. And I would encourage any of you that are listening is to it's okay to show your vulnerability. It's okay to ask for support. It doesn't mean you're weak and it doesn't mean you're a, 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 not a good mom. It means that you're showing, like you said, showing your kids the pathway to wellness. And that's seeking support when you need it. You know, it's a very interesting Motherhood's unique in its own right. And then doing it alone, I wish you could see my quotes in the air. <laughs> you know, doing it alone makes it uh, that much more challenging. So I, I would encourage everyone to consider not doing it alone. Even if you find that one person, you can, you know, they say it takes a village. And we have changed our ways in society that somehow we have to do it all alone. And for one, that's boring. Alone is lonely. <laughs> and what's the fun in that? And how do we learn from other people? I don't know. Did you come with a manual when you were born? No. Right? Did your kids? <laughs> You're like, what is happening? <laughs> it's funny is that no amount of how many books you read can prepare you for becoming a mom. No. And honestly, it's like active on the job discovery and <laughs> adjustment that you like adjusting the course if you're riding an airplane to make sure you get to your destination. You have to measure the wind speed and any tr- like totally. And then you hope you don't crash. Right. <laughs> yes. and this is the interesting thing. You know, I know pivots the word, but literally as a mom, you have to ebb and flow like a river. <laughs> you know, one minute it's like, I mean, I was just having this conversation with my kid this morning. You know, she is one of these these eaters that like will eat the same thing for days. And then one day she's like, no, I don't like that anymore. <laughs> you don't say I have the same thing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so what's this week? <laughs> I got to make sure we have it in the fridge. <laughs> so, you know, they don't come with manuals. And guess what? Neither do we. So I, you know, how else do we learn different ways? to to navigate if we don't ask each other and and I think society is changing that way I would hope you know I hope you feel the same way Irina I think I think we're we're more open generations before us were very reserved structured appearance where I think one of the blessings that's happening with our evolution and how we're changing especially in parenting is for one we have very active role models, people are becoming more engaged, whether it's, you know, it's going kind of back like that, you know, it takes a village. People are getting more engaged. Friends are stepping in as roles of aunt and uncles if they're not. And we're, you know, we're kids, kids 
kids are like, <laughs> they're your worst. They're when, when you see them at their worst, it's your, it's you shining back at you. So that's why we lose our minds. Right? <laughs> You're like, oh, that's my reflection. Right. And so, you know, just pause, pause is going to be your king and, and get support. Right. <laughs> Right. I know we've kind of gone all over the map here, but <laughs> no, it's all good. What would you say? Was it? What, did you have a turning point in your life? Oh my gosh! Yeah, actually, I had this amazing, and it was later in my life. You know, there are many turning points. Honestly, you know, I think one of the biggest ones, and I haven't really shared this publicly, but it will resonate. I think with with the people that are listening, is uh, my daughter, my oldest. She was six months old and we were told that we had to move from my family. So we were living in Vancouver area at the time. Actually, we were living right where I'm living right now. And we were relocated through the military to Alberta, which is basically like an 18 hour drive. If you, if for those that don't know geography, where it is and so I had to leave not only my whole family network, I had to leave my twin sister and I was taking this beautiful baby away from all of them. And I was heading off to this province I'd never been in my life before. And I remember crying from the, like all the way till we hit the Alberta border. I literally cried my poor husband, honestly, like he probably felt terrible, but I bawled all the way. And I remember hitting the sign that says, welcome to Alberta. And I remember saying to myself, okay, girl, you got to shake it off and tuck in. And it was that moment that I was like, you've got to tap into your strength. Like you've got skills you don't even know yet. And honestly, that was the most growing year because we basically moved there. My husband and I bought a house and I moved into a neighborhood. I didn't have any friends. We had military friends, but we all got spread out. So we went from this really tight community to like, and he went away and I was by myself and they had one of the biggest winters of their life coming from BC. I didn't even know how, I don't even think we owned a snow shovel. And I was a single mom with basically zero support. And I had to dig in and I learned really quick how to tap, tap into myself and how to build a safe community around me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I realized that in those hard moments, how strong I really was. I mean, I still get emotional thinking about it. I was so lonely. Oh, holy smokes. But that's okay. Because you learn, you learn about yourself in those moments, right? There's always a silver lining. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I was so young too. Holy smokes. (laughs) It's like, I got married very young. (laughs) And I I mean, I wasn't super young when I had my daughter, I was 25. But Mm -hmm. oh, man, crazy times. If you could give advice to your younger self, what would you tell her? Trust in yourself. Yes, you can do it. Never doubt that. And the biggest thing is ask for help sooner. Speak your truth sooner. I think that would be the biggest one because uh, you don't have to do it alone. Because I have that mixed message from my mom, which was strong, right? Right. right. Look, you know, I need to find community. But it took me a while to learn that by myself because she wasn't the pillar of example on that one, right? So <laughs> it took me a while. So that's what I would tell myself. Yeah. 
And honestly, you as life is awesome. Like just enjoy the ride. Like, you know, right. don't take everything seriously. Guys, honestly, we were not put on this earth to suffer. We weren't. <laughs> life sucks, okay? Every once in a while it sucks, but just embrace the good in it. Find the good in everything. You know, Mr. Rogers. He always says in tragedy, find the good people. There will always be the helper and look for that person. Right. And look for that in you and look for that in your moments. So, yeah. Awesome. I think, yeah, we we need to have this belief in late ability because we always look for outside rules. We we would believe anybody, but we wouldn't believe ourselves. So glad you brought that up. If I had listened more to my intuition. So maybe this was another thing I would share with my younger self. My gut tells me the truth every single time. When I choose to ignore it, I usually end up in a mud puddle somewhere. (laughs) Just like, why didn't I listen to my gut instinct? A women's intuition is strong and powerful, and it is our guiding compass, and we choose to ignore it. So realistically, listen. Yeah, that's a good one. A powerful one. For sure. Oh my goodness. How do you help people find their greatness? Oh my goodness. So that is my motto through my company. And um, I have two umbrellas. It's actually, it's kind of neat. I am an executive coach and I focus on mindset and wellness. So not only do I that use that as a practice, I have this amazing company called Your Holistic Earth, which is a community, shocker. <laughs> That really has two beautiful branches. And one of the branches is the public side. So that people that are seeking wellness, and that I think is what the most important thing and I do in my practice is really helping people redefine what wellness means for them. Wellness isn't about us just being sick anymore. And I think we need to change the script on that. Wellness is really about how healthy our mind, body, and spirit is, all pieces of us. So people can come to this community and seek out health professionals that work in different modalities that aren't what you're seeing in modern medicine. So it tackles all three areas of holistic wellness, which is incredible. And then we also have in that um, professional branch of the community, we have heart-centered businesses. So someone like myself, We'd be a member of that side of it. And I support not only health seekers, but I also support the business professionals. So what's really amazing about connecting to people and helping them get to greatness is tapping into their their innate self, you know, getting them super clear on who they are and why they're doing what they're doing. What's their power purpose? right? So we look at their power purpose, then we clear out the mess. Because guess what? We're all messy. (laughs) I don't care how much money you have in your bank account. It doesn't matter how many acronyms you have at the back of your name. It doesn't matter if you've got education or don't have education. We actually all suffer from the same things. And it's, it's a universal problem, right? And the biggest thing that we need to do is just get super clear on our purpose, our self-care, our wellness. And then we really work together to create action plans around that because we get so noisy up in our, our minds mm-hmm. that we really work against ourselves 
So what's incredible is I get to help people literally get to their greatness by instilling habits that they can maintain on their own. I really love it. My business model from coaching point of view is terrible. I like to coach myself out of working with people because then they're on their own path. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't really, <laughs> but to me, it's, that's the best business model out there. And if, if you are with me for a long engagement, it's because we are constantly changing the game. You know, we're leveling up, we're doing different things. So I, I'm a believer that if we're not in motion, I'm not the right coach for you. So that's really um, community and uh, community and purpose. That's my biggest drives for people. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. It's, I'm very proud and very blessed to be able to do what I do. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I do believe uh, my, my thing is I help people recover after breakup. Yeah. And I do believe recovery is a four-state approach, as the racing four-state of being physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental. Mm-hmm. So to to add to you know the holistic part of it, and you know those things, but also looking into hobbies, looking into things that fill your heart up, and uh, adding that in, whether it's painting, singing, dancing, whatever creative outlet there is. So be able to heal person from inside out, addressing their mindset and also adding those pieces as well. And importance of positive community, because you always want support around you and you need people in your life who lift you up, who pull you forward. And sometimes your family could be there, love you, and it's in their best interest to have you succeed, but they haven't been where you've been and they don't know how you feel. They just see a framework. You need to have a family, you need kids and stuff like that, but they haven't walked your path. I love that you say that because this is the uniqueness of us and the gift that we're given with our time on this earth is we get to design. We forget we have choice yeah, Yeah. and we get to design what our lives look like, what our careers look like. And I think, you know, I it, obviously I know why we're drawn to each other. We both have like so, the same passions, you know, and that's, I think what our gifts are when we work with our clients is we, we get to stand back and look in and non-biasedly, we have no agenda. And I think that's what's so beautiful when you coach someone and work with somebody is you are strictly there for them where they're at. And, you know, the support systems we have are amazing, but like you say, your family might think they know what's best for you because of the fear and stuff that they're carrying, not because it actually is the best for you. So yeah, having that external resource that isn't emotionally connected really helps give you perspective. I love seeing like the bird's eye view of your life. Like Mm -hmm. I love doing the bird's eye view. (laughs) Because when you can step back and look in, you're like, oh, why am I doing that? (laughs) Or, ooh, that was great. Why am I not doing more of that? (laughs) And, oh, that wasn't my shining moment. Maybe we should revisit that and figure out why. (laughs) Oh, do you find that as well? Yeah, yeah, yes. So true. Oh, my goodness, right? Oh. I wish people could see you have the most beautiful smile. I want everyone to see that on, on the podcast. This happens to be listening. 
You have the most infectious, beautiful smile. Your energy is powerful. I'm so blessed to be having this conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you for your compliment. <laughs> well, I think we need to share when, when and, and that's, a, that's actually my commitment this year, is when I'm moved by something that inspires goodness in others, I share it. So I don't care if you're a stranger down the street, if I'm moved by you by in some way, I am sharing it. And it feels so good. It's, uh, it's my new commitment. Yeah, it's my new commitment right now. That's what I'm working on for 2021 is sharing the love. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's one of the components of having a happy life to be able to share your thoughts, your feelings and emotions and don't feel anything with, like holding back or being afraid. Just, just say it. I believe smile can lengthen your life. You know, for every time you smile, you get to live additional five minutes. Totally. Can I interview you for a sec? I want to ask you a question. Can <laughs> I do that? Can I turn the table? I didn't ask your permission beforehand, so now I put you in the hot seat. <laughs> Go ahead. So what advice would you give to single parents that are feeling overwhelmed and struggled right now? What would you share with them? To believe in themselves. To realize that there is light in the end of the tunnel and anything is possible. But the important part is believing in yourself because you will have people in your life telling their ideas, telling how life's supposed to be, or you're going to be looking at other families in your circle mm -hmm. and assuming that, yeah, this is how life's supposed to be and feeling guilty, feeling broken, because that's how I felt. I looked around and Everybody had a full family and I was thinking, what's wrong with me? Why am I so broken? I was doing everything as you're supposed to when you, you have a family, you have children. And yet I ended up where I ended up. But that's because of how I was living. I wasn't expressing how I was feeling. I am type of a person who doesn't like to quarrel, who likes to not make a big deal out of nothing or to choose things go, but sometimes when we choose let, to let things go, we silence those little bells that are going off in our head. There's something is wrong. Something is not how it's supposed to be. Or let's say you were uh, growing up with a certain expectations or with a certain beliefs. And when you, of course, when you come in a relationship with another person, you, you have two people coming from different backgrounds, different beliefs and everything. And when something is not going right, and if you choose to be silent about it, if you continue doing that after a year, you turn around and you're going to look at yourself. How did I let this happen? Mm -hmm. But all it is, is you're building up of things little by little, incrementally, that a year later, something so incomprehensible is now okay by you. So important, I think, the advice that I would give to single parents, to believe in themselves, to rediscover who they are. Because oftentimes in a relationship, if you've been married for a long time, you lose yourself in the process and then you have to find who are you? What is it all you're all about? So investing is in hobbies, whether it's painting, singing, writing, I don't know, dancing or something creative. Because important thing is don't sit in your emotions. You have to let your emotions go. You have to release them in a nurturing 
positive way and no you cannot drown your sorrows in a glass of wine it will only last you for a few hours next morning you will wake up to the same reality <laughs> so you need to make radical changes not to overnight but a little bit at a time there is a good book by jeff olson called the slight edge mm -hmm. uh, when, and it's written in a very nice format it's like a storyline but basically the whole idea behind the book, make 1% degree changes in every area of your life. So that's that's my advice. Well, because they say if you take off in an airport, right, in a plane and you make one degree, you're going to land in a totally different spot. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's another. So <laughs> it's super powerful, you know, and I love what you shared because we need to, you know, when I shared this earlier, we need to realize we're not put on this earth to suffer and we have a choice and that is a powerful, powerful thing. And we are the sum of the people we spend our time with. And it's so valuable to find the people that you now, when I say this, I want to be super clear. I'm not saying that you compare yourself because you shared that earlier. And I agree. Comparison is the killer of joy. Like, drop the mic. <laughs> That's it. It's a compare, you know, you will never, ever, ever be the same as the person beside you because you are completely different. That's just the reality and your circumstances are different. So comparison is, is really self-sabotage. So let's just stop comparing. It's just not, it, it's not serving us in any capacity, but you know, we're doing ourselves an injustice by suffering right yes. we we have a we have an expiry date and honestly what's cool about the expiry date that's what makes life worth living <laughs> right like if we went on forever would there be much point <laughs> so you know it's so important to remember that you have a choice we all have a choice and maybe my choice isn't going to resonate with my mom. Well, she's gone now, but my, you know, my sister or my, my dad, or even my husband, my choices might not resonate with them, but it's my life. Yes. And I want to, you know, like you say, I want to be that mirror for my girls. I have two girls. I want to be the mirror for my girls. that shows them it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to follow your own path and it's okay to be kind. Right. And right. if we, we kind of stand in whatever our whatever we want to project if we actually project and do the things we ultimately you know this is this whole mindset thing if you say you're having a bad day people you're actually having a bad day <laughs> and i know that's quirky but it's true it's like i'm having a great day today you just change it you just just change it and I think what's important to know is the conversation we're, we're having and we're talking about leading positively and connecting in different ways. That doesn't say that life is going to just be roses all the time. I wish it would. But if we don't learn from not solving problems. If we think about our day, our whole life is about solving problems. I had to figure out what clothes I wanted to put on. Was I going to wear lipstick on the podcast? Was I, you know, should I wear my glasses? Shouldn't I? I mean, I already, but just from our conversation, I've probably made 15 different decisions and problem solved. Mm -hmm. So our lives are always full of problem solving. It's how we choose to 
handle them or respond to them. That's the most important thing, you know? So yeah, motherhood. So cool. Doesn't come with a manual. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Give yourself grace because do the best you can. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. And your best today is going to be different than your best tomorrow. Yeah, so true. And life is too short to go on living unhappy. We always, like you mentioned, have a choice to decide. It takes the same amount of strength, uh, feelings and emotions to be angry or to be happy. You And what do you, you choose to do is the, the, how you, your day is going to go. And honestly, I'll choose happy any day. Any day. Being down sucks. <laughs> Like them, the facts. <laughs> it feels bad, you know. You're, yeah. No, I will choose joy every single time that I can. I mean, there's, there's obviously moments where you need to feel the pain, and I think I want to just quickly share that as well. Mm-hmm. Is you know, and you, you, you shared that a few minutes ago. It's extremely important though that we feel the feel that we don't. We don't avoid it, especially through different substances. That's super important because it's just compounding. It's going to show up and it's going to show up so hard. So if you need to cry, cry. If you feel sad, feel sad. But when you when you move through that, look at where, you know, what lessons were possibly there for me? What did I discover about myself? It's not like, how did I fail? Why, why am I sad all the time? it's like what am I learning through this because we need to feel the feel you know I had to have a really uncomfortable conversation the other day with somebody and honestly my anxiety was spiking I was anxious about it I was nervous because I was I'm not I like you not a big fan of confrontation Mm -hmm. and I wasn't sure that it would be perceived how I was presenting it and I had to allow myself to feel all of that So that when I went into the conversation, I could speak my truth and share it. You know, you have to feel the things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's the hard part. (laughs) Oh, that's the hard part. But it makes us stronger, right? Resilience. That's where resilience comes from. Yes, yes, yes. Resilience is important. That's what keeps you up in the morning. (laughs) Right? Keep keep going. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to share a tip when my daughter, so Scott was overseas all the time. And I was, we were, I was in Edmonton and I was totally by myself. And I remember, (laughs) I don't know what she did. She was usually quite even keel and she went off the rails one day. And I was like, I am like, I knew I was in a reactive mode where I was going to respond in a way that was not going to be good. Mm -hmm. Like I was going to say something. I was like, I I just knew I was like the picture of the face that's red in the the smoke coming out of the, that was me. And I remember looking at her and (laughs) I think she was three. And I remember saying, mommy's going for a timeout. (laughs) I I walked out of the room. I went in my room and I shut the door. And honestly, that was the best gift I ever gave to myself because just by removing, again, bird's eye view, I removed myself from the situation. (laughs) And when I realized this wasn't about her being defiant because she was probably not doing a task that I asked. It was about me feeling lonely and 
and exhausted and tired and you know, why am I here? What's, why is all this happening? But by stepping away, it literally gave me a minute to go, okay, really, is this a, is this a battle worth winning? Right? Like what's going on here? And I'll never forget. I look over to my door and her little fingers come between the crack of the door and she wiggles her fingers and it's like, mom, are you okay? And honestly, it was like the skies opened, the sun came out. The fire dissipated out of my, the steam stop, you know, and I literally, I swear this took a total of a minute. I could open my door and I picked her up and I was like, okay, we need to create a solution here Mm -hmm. because we got to get this done. And so I got to handle it in a way that was in alignment with the mom I wanted to be instead of being that reactive mom. So, you know, not that you asked me if there was a tip. But give yourself a time out. <laughs> I think it's a good one. I do do it, practice it myself sometimes as well. Because I yeah. feel like I'm going to say something or I'm going to do something that I'm later going to regret. And on occasion, I I went and I, I called if it was screaming or anything. I had to go and I, I apologized. Mommy didn't behave in her best intentions today once I come down, but it's important to remove yourself from the situation and not coming raging on. Because you do at that point, you want to rage. Like (laughs) you want to like spill the wrath. (laughs) And you're like, no, no, no. And I love to, I love that you shared that because literally, you know, it's, it's honoring the fact that we're not perfect. And sharing like this wasn't this wasn't my proudest moment. And, you know, how did it make you feel? And what's really cool about it, if you capitalize on it as a learning experience for everyone, you can have some pretty deep conversations with your kids that you normally wouldn't have. And it can heal the experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. And, and you brought that up so beautifully. You've got to talk to them about it because if we don't heal the experience, it dominoes right? It yeah. does that, that, um, that carry over, which we, you know, we don't want to, we want to teach them that conflicts real and, and emotions are real and it happens, but we also want to show them that there are tools and pathways to, to talk about it so that it's safe conversations because it's ironic what we're teaching them now, they will teach their children. And hopefully they're going to do it better than us. That's what I always say. My mom did a pretty bang up job. My dad did a pretty bang up job. I think I turned out, you know, pretty switched on. <laughs> However, you know, there's some, we, we, they left some stuff. And I figure, you know, as long as the stuff I leave my kid is a little less and I do a better job than them, you know, that's the goal. Just, just do it a little bit better. And then it's their job to, you know, take that rein and, and learn from that as well, but give them permission. I think that's the coolest part that we forget. Give them permission to develop their own style and their own way of communicating. And if I was going to leave one thing that would be important as a parent that I've learned is when you ask your children a question, listen, don't give advice. Don't fix the problem. Listen to them. Because mm-hmm. we're helicopter moms in this day and age. <laughs> I'm just as guilty. You need a ride? Sure. Because, you know, I don't want you picked up by a stranger because that happens on a daily. <laughs> <laughs> a 
I mean, I think back like the, the, our kids have not learned independence. And I, I, um, I know I'm a culprit of that. And yeah, I can't tell you how many times, especially my oldest, she was very courageous and wanted to do the things. And I'm like, honey, I know you're capable and ready, but mom's not ready yet. (laughs) And, and then I would be like, okay. And then I'd have to have this dialogue with myself. She's going to be fine. You're leading with your fear. You know, the whole thing. (laughs) You're like, okay, you can do this. These are the guidelines. <laughs> this is going to make me feel safe if you do this. <laughs> oh, kids, honestly, they're the greatest joy. And they, yeah. And sometimes, though, I think as a mom or a parent, even, my goodness, you probably might have some single dads that are going through the same roles as single moms that might be listening today, is kids sometimes can be jerks right? So can we. And we have to remember that, you know, they're just figuring out how to make it happen. And when they're jerks, they're usually doing what we do. (laughs) So (laughs) I know I touched on that earlier, but you know, we can't be saints all the time. Just do your best. Oh my gosh. Just do your best, but love on them. Kids just want to be loved. You know, there's enough hard lessons out there. Just love them talk to them Mm -hmm. and allow them to love you back and, you know, show your vulnerability, tell them the truth. And when I say that, you don't have to give all the gory details, the financial stress, all those kind of things, but teach them, teach them what you're going through, but teach them with a, from a place that honors them and the people you're sharing the story about. Right. So if, if you maybe have a tumultuous relationship with the, with the father or the mother, you know, you can refer the same story, but not refer it to your ex. Refer it as, you know, my friend, right? We're no longer friends because of this. They don't have to know it's that relationship, right? Because they're already struggling. You don't need to add that, uh, that burden of that. But for them to learn how you're navigating it is important. I hope they can pick up on things that I'm doing. <laughs> There's no doubt motivated in and happy. And <laughs> <laughs> you, you lead by example, right? Right. Doesn't, doesn't matter what you say. It's what you do. Mm-hmm. People never remember what you say. They always remember how you made them feel. Yes. Yeah. Oof. Kids especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Now I got to go drive over to my daughter's school and give her a big squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, it was awesome to have you. Thank you so much for your time, for your advice, for your life. Thank you. For sharing. If people would like to find you, where would they go? Oh my gosh. If people are called to connect, I would love that. And there's two different ways they can reach me. So you can connect with me through my coaching practice, which is my email is take action at Jenny. And my last name is Rice, but it's spelled R-Y-C-E. Or you can find me at my beautiful holistic community, which we would love to have everybody that's listening there. And you can sign up for a free membership so you have access to the resources there. So if you're struggling, please don't do it alone. Tap into that free membership and you can connect with me there at Jenny at yourholisticearth.ca. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.
thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. And thank you for listening and watching. If you're moved at all by any of this, I just encourage you to, to take action. I think that's great advice. Take action and believe in yourself. Amen. Thank you. Thanks so much. If you like this episode, please share with somebody who would benefit. You can leave comments, topic suggestions, and add your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It also helps greatly when you download the episode. If you feel lost, emotionally hurt after divorce and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self-Love, Mindset, and Support for Relationships, where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again. Because life after divorce is possible and can even be great. If no one told you today, I want you to know that I love you and believe in you, because you are limitless.